Hi, and welcome to the Online and Digital Weekly, a podcast produced by Sisuma. I'm Alex, your host, and in today's episode, I got the chance to talk about remote working with four of my colleagues. In this episode, you will hear Stella, who works as a strategist, Anders, the CEO, and Niat and Doug, who both work as content creators, elaborating about their experience from working remotely, the challenges and opportunities, how managers can support remote employees, and how it is to onboard new employees remotely. Enjoy! Stella, we have been working from home since uh, March 2020. What are your experiences so far? Mostly positive. I started a list uh, early on so that I would remember the pros and cons uh, of working remotely compared to working in the office. Um, and I didn't know what to expect from the beginning because uh, uh, it's just like you think about it often when you were working from home before you were home because you had your, your kids were ill or uh, preschool was closed for planning or whatever. And then uh, you always had a bit of a stress with, with the kids in the background and working remotely with everyone else in the office and everything like that. So it wasn't necessarily so that I thought of it as a very positive thing from the beginning. The uh, one thing I could spontaneously think of was ah, less commute. So... Um, then I started this list and then after a while I realized that there's there are a lot of things working remotely that are like inherently better in my view than working in the office. Uh, for one is there is an un- unlimited number of meeting rooms, just to mention yeah. one thing. Yeah. Um, you, you're not forced into sitting somewhere in a public space and uh, hearing coffee machines in the background and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Um, for me, it's been a, a positive uh, experience that's also made uh, sort of work-life balance a bit uh, easier, sort of be a bit more flexible with your hours when you don't have the commute. And Anders, what's your reflections so far from working remotely? Finally, we have all been forced, and I'm talking globally now, to um, test something new. And we have all been forced to become good at something where very, very few people in the world were experienced. Meaning um, that how to run a relation internally and externally today is very, very clear. We have to be very good in doing it through video. And to answer this question very shortly, I would say most likely I didn't run a checklist like Stellan did. I'm extremely positive to all the positive things that comes out of uh, working remotely. I'm extremely positive. So what, what's the biggest challenges you have uh, seen so far with, with working remotely, Anders? A lot of people that I talk to think it's awful. Uh, a lot of people that I talk to say that it's so difficult to cooperate internally. Um, it, it's very difficult to run customer relations much better. Hope it goes back to normal and so on. So I, I have respect for that. How, how I have experienced this internally and externally is totally the other way around. I'm glad that I don't have to sit on flights to Amsterdam or Stockholm or London on a daily or weekly basis. It's more productive. It's more effective. It's more creative. It's closer in relation. 
but I understand if people would say, oh, how can you be so positive about that? Uh, I have respect for that, but um, that, that's how I see it. I, I can't see any disadvantage, but I have respect for the people that say, oh, it was so nice to chat close to the coffee machine and so uh -huh. on. Estelani, you mentioned that you uh, you have an improved work-life balance. What, have you experienced any more specific? Uh, do you see any specific opportunities uh, working remotely and collaborating in teams and so on? Yeah, I, I think for sure uh, collaborating in teams is uh, on a more lay, uh, sort of level playing field. Uh, I see that specific, specifically with uh, our design team, for example, that they're now working simultaneously in the same screen, in the same environment, in the same tool. Whereas before they were always working on like physically in different environments and then like sitting next to each other and glancing over each other's shoulders and we were in meetings and someone is is um, running the big screen and someone is on the other small screen and stuff like that. So it sort of makes it more uh, of a transparent process for everyone. And that I think is a is a big advantage um, of uh, of working remotely, which uh, of course could be replicated in a in a physical environment where you're in the same place as well. But uh, I agree with Anders would would not have happened in a long while uh, if it hadn't been uh, for this external circumstance forcing people to do it. And I have a reflection on that, Stellan. We we have been talking so much internally about using a shoulder-made technique, meaning that you ask someone to come to you, next to you, and, and look at what you create or produce. Most likely, we don't ever, or, or at least in a long time, need to talk about shoulder-made technique um, again. It's actually like one comedian, one of our colleagues who wants to be a comedian, said that it's not shoulder mate technique, it's screen mate technique. Mm. Being a screen mate instead of being a shoulder mate. Yeah. And on today's shows, we have uh, Niat as well, who works as a content creator here at Zuma. And uh, oh, interesting to hear what, what's your thoughts uh, so far from working from home. For me, it uh, has also been a very good experience. And I see it as a huge uh, privilege to be able to work from home. And um, I save also a lot of time because I don't have to commute. And I can use this time for something else. Of course, I miss uh, the colleagues and the spontaneous meetups in the kitchen, for example. But um, yeah, I know that the colleagues are only one Slack message or one Zoom call away. And yeah, and I, I also enjoy the weekly meetings that we have and also the Friday Fikas, so I think so far it went uh, very well and I can get used to it also for the future. Great, and I know that you have uh, the last week you worked a lot with onboarding a new colleague, uh, Doug Bolton, who is also in the call today. Yeah, hello. And uh, really interesting to hear what's your uh, reflection and thoughts from uh, from being onboarded. So, how has it been so far for onboarding from remotely? Yeah, no, I'd say it's gone very well. Uh, I was I was thinking before I started uh, how it would go to you know start a new job while working from a distance because uh, every other job I've had you know you have your first day and you 
show up to the office nice and early and you have your suit and tie and everything like that. And, um, whereas now I, you know, just kind of opened my computer and we started our meetings. Um, but no, it, it went very well, I would say. Uh, I think that was was mostly because um, Andesh and uh, Niat, who I had most of my introductions with, um, they'd prepared quite a lot and they'd kind of blocked off their whole calendars, really, for the first couple of days, at least, to do the introduction. And I think um, that kind of introduction process was maybe even a bit better to do online than it than it would have been in person, because, you know, when you have a new job and, and you go to the office for your introduction, you know, you go around and see all these new faces and, you know, you bump into people in the hallway and you're in a kind of unfamiliar environment, and, you know, by the end of the first week after all of these introduction meetings are completely exhausted. Whereas now, you know, it was just a, a small group for the introduction and we could be really focused on, you know, getting all that over with really so that, you know, we could get cracking with other stuff as soon as possible. So do you, do you feel that it was a more efficient onboarding process work-wise but has the social suffered anything do you feel like you have uh, got the chance to to meet everyone and, and get to yeah yeah i mean I, I i think i have met everyone digitally by now um but like nia i do miss uh, the social side a bit you know it is nice to have a chat by the coffee machine and stuff but um i think something that's made a big difference is that everyone at Zoom seems to be very disciplined with having their camera on in all meetings all the time. And I suppose you could say it's kind of it's a poor substitute, really, for actually being face to face with someone. But I think it does make quite a big difference. You know, I've been in, in meetings in the past where maybe people begin with their camera on, but then slowly all the cameras turn off. And then when you're speaking, you feel you're just kind of shouting into a, a void and no one's really <laughs> listening to you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, socially, I think that's that's uh, made a big difference. Um, could be interesting, Doug, um, next time someone is in a physical meeting to bring a black blanket and put it over the head. Yeah. <laughs> be because more face-to-face -face is uh, difficult to get than we get in, in video meetings. Yeah, true. I, I had I had a presentation this morning for a hundred people, and um, everyone had the feeling that I looked them in the eyes, and that that would be impossible in a conference room or an event center or something else. And I mean, if I went to an event center and everyone had a black blanket over their heads, I wouldn't appreciate that. So so keep people keep your cameras on. It's nice to be face to face. Yeah. I talked to a poor person who had been uh, using Skype for nine months. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't want to sort of imagine how that would be. No, not you know. not seeing any faces. And Doug, do do you have any any tips for managers, companies who who are about to onboard now uh, remotely? Yeah, I would probably say um, you know block off the the time in your calendar. Um, even more than you would need, you know, just to do the, the important introduction part, you know. I think it's important when you're starting, you know, to take the time to have a chat and get to know each other and stuff. And um, since, you know, you, you can't do that as, as in the same way that you would in person, have as much time with the new starter as possible is probably quite important. And to use a camera, of course, like we spoke about. And we are, we are looking for a art director now. 
where it says in the in the job description that you can work from from anywhere. Do you have any any tips for managers how to manage remotely teams? In the old world, if you had a sit-in with your colleague every half year or every quarter, I, I don't know how often you do that. How about trying having it now once a week at least? Or mm every second week so if you used to sit down every quarter in a one-to-one meeting analyzing things discussing things all right let's have 15 minutes per week and i believe and think that whatever you did refer to as internal before for having good relations and so on increase it double it four times six times whatever you want Because I I think it's very, very important because you can't see when someone is sitting uh, a couple of desks away that they they look a bit bothered or something. Give a lot of opportunities for interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one tip. And another thing is it's a very easy technique to make sure that everyone says something. If it's just a word, doesn't matter but interact with the people that you have in the meetings. And I'm brave enough to say that I I have experience of having hundreds of people in a meeting and having one person in a meeting, but make sure that everyone feels seen as in real life or in in traditional meetings and and interact with people. Um, I actually think maybe it's dangerous to say that some type of leaderships gets really, really tested these days. If you were not that communicative in, in, in the old world, oi, 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 in a digitalized world where you run the relations through video. And most likely Stellan have some reflection on what I just said. He usually has. Well, I agree, I agree with your words. It's, uh, it's a bit... Um... It's not about managing per se, but you mentioned a while ago that, that companies with, with good corporate cultures um, have been sort of more or less improved by working remotely because of bringing everyone together much more often and, and much more, uh, let's say, uh, everyone is on the same level. We're all, we're all at home, we're all in the same uh, situation and we're looking each other in the eyes when we're having meetings. Whereas if you had and uh, started out with a, with a poor culture, uh, that has only been worsened by this situation. And, and I think that's true. And Niet, if, if you're about to decide for the future, would you prefer to work, still work from home? Yes, I would say also like um, maybe not the whole week, but partly would be great to work um, some days from home and if the world is safe again then also go back to the office a few days um, to yeah have a flexible time would be great and you doug what do you prefer yeah kind of similar i mean i think it would be good to have you know i don't know whether 50 50 would be the right proportion at home and at the office and maybe it would be a di- bit different some weeks than others but um I think you 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 gain a lot by physically being in the same place, but um, maybe you don't need to do that all the time. And maybe the benefits of, of that are outweighed if you you know you have a very long commute or something like that. Yeah, Stella, 
What, what do you prefer? A hundred percent remote. And um, well, there are many reasons for it, but um, it's it's been well documented in my list of pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but uh, seriously, for me, I, I have the fullest respect for uh, like all situations are uh, individual, and you have your like different conditions from where you're working and so on. But for me, it works perfectly um, with like the age of my kids and all of those aspects as well. So, uh, so for sure, that's um, what I'd like to do. And we'll, we're looking forward for you to publish that uh, pros and cons list on on sooner. <laughs> blog sure we'll do that <laughs> and, uh, and on, on, on a larger scale this is obviously also the, the multi-billion dollar question both in in real estate but also for many large corporations mm. how much uh, office space do we need and uh, how what would it, what will it look like mm. imagine that everyone in suma had to be in the office from tomorrow someone forced us to be in the office tomorrow mm. I like to think about us as people who learn things. So firstly, we can't sit as close to each other as we used to do in the office. It's one meter, about one, one meter between the colleagues here, four by four. That's one thing. Number two is many of our customers will not travel anymore as much as they did doing workshops in Suma because they realize that the workshops sometimes are even better and more creative through video than gathering people waiting for flights and so on. Many of the external relations um, will demand that we do it through video. And then the office needs to look different because then we need to have small rooms. And, and for people my age uh, who remember when all offices contained <laughs> small rooms, uh, there, there will be, as Stellan said in a shorter version, huge implications of moving back to how it was before, because many things have already changed. And there will be people who say, no, I will not allow you to fly to us to do the workshop. You shall have the workshop globally through Zoom or Teams or, or whatever. So, so if we imagine that we throw ourselves back to the time when everyone is in the office, there needs uh, to be more space in the office. The office needs different type of walls, different type of rooms. We haven't experienced in 10 months that we couldn't book a conference room. A conference room is always possible to book through online, but no one will cope with that everyone in Suma sits in front of their screens, waving with their arms and speaking out in the air. That would be awful and the noises around us would be too much. So we need small boxes with very good air condition because the buildings where offices are today are not built anymore to contain small rooms with a different type of equipment in there to have good with you meetings. So I would love to hear more discussions about that. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think that remote working is a very interesting topic. And I agree with Stella on that there are more pros than cons. Regarding Anders' uh, reflection on, on the new definition of face-to-face -face meetings, I agree that, that you can maintain your social professional life if you have the right routines and the right company culture. 
I uh, have only met Doug over Zoom and built a very personal relationship where I've uh, been in his, his kitchen and he's shown me around in his apartment. And that's uh, the possibilities that come with working remotely. And uh, with that being said, I want to thank you for listening to this pod. And uh, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you do that on suma.se. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye-bye.